2000, you're cleared on route. 404 172 at 2500. It's time for Chris Cruz. Hey guys, welcome back, and I'm switching episodes. We had a stressful weekend, and I don't want to downplay what happened over the weekend, but I want to do, I want to kind of tell a story of. Yes, you can do something if you put your mind and take up the challenge. So I was browsing to Twitter and one of my friends was kind of retweeting somebody. I read her story and it was just fascinating. And I said, I have to talk to her. Her name is Savannah. And she said, four years ago, a guy told me I couldn't build costumes. Well, because I was a girl. Huh? Is it rude to say mic drop? And I was looking at her website. I was looking at her pictures. It's a fascinating costume builder. Guys, let's welcome Savannah to the program because she's going to tell us her story about creating costume. Hi, Savannah. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. So it's a fascinating story. Now, before we start into uh, where you are today, tell me a little bit of who you are. Um, so my name is Savannah Kiefer, and I'm a student. I go to college, and I'm also a huge Star Wars fan. That's kind of what I do um, as a hobby. I create all sorts of Star Wars costumes. I'm really into blogging. I have a website called The Dorky Diva, and I just use that as an outlet to talk about my love for Star Wars and my love for costuming. So it's a great mix-up of those two things. Yeah, I was looking to your website, and I just I love the title, you know, the Dorky Diva, which is kind of <laughs> interesting because it's like, you know, it's like you you kind of capitalizing on your geek side and you know and your and your diva side. So it's pretty cool. So I see here you're a fangirl, you're a photographer, you're a fashionista. Now tell me, what made you start doing costumes? You know, I've kind of been involved in costuming my whole life because I loved dressing up when I was little and I would go to Disney. Um, they had an event called Star Wars Weekends and the people who attended the event could dress up in costumes. So I always did that when I was little. And then I started to realize that this was a thing people did for a hobby all the time and they also did it for charity so i'm in an organization called the 501st legion and it's a purely star wars um based costuming organization and we do charity work in our costumes and that was just really appealing to me because i thought wow i can really make a difference and help people while also doing what i love and dressing up in these costumes so once i got involved in the 501st it just kind of spiraled into this crazy mess of wanting to build costumes all the time and help people build their costumes so that they could get involved with this group that's fascinating that you're using your talents to do charity work. Now, let's talk about your journey here. So I had gotten around the 501st a little bit. You can't join until you're 18 years old. And I got involved when I was around 16 years old. So my mom is in the organization and my older brother is in it as well. So I would start sort of making my own costumes and joining them at events, but I wasn't an official member. And when it was time for me to actually join and become a member, I was working on my costume and somebody else in the organization said, oh, you're not going to be able to finish that costume by yourself because you're a girl. And I was like, whoa, back up. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? And that's when I sort of had the motivation to do my costume completely on my own. Um, my mom helped me with the fabric parts of some of my costumes. But for the most part, I did a lot of the um, 
like shaping and resizing and painting and all that detailed stuff. So I got involved with it about four years ago, and I really took it seriously when that guy kind of challenged me because it got under my skin. No, it's really interesting because, you know, we all get those, you know, oh, you're not going to do it. You know, I'm one of those, you know, people told me you're not you're not going to be good in radio. And I said, well, watch me. Or or they told me, you know, you can't mix politics, entertainment and and faith. I'm like, well, watch me. Now I've been doing for three years now. So I totally feel what you, you know, that. And I don't see us like, uh, I I don't know about you, but I didn't see us like uh, keeping me down. I see I'm like, you know what? I want to prove you wrong. So it kind of like challenged me to do more. Now tell me about your creative process because it's really fascinating. I'm looking at the pictures here and I see, you know, for my kind of like not custom designer, I see a lot of hard work in it. So tell me about your process. Are they made out? Yeah. What, what are they made out of? Um, all of them are made out of plastic. Um, usually they're made out of a plastic called ABS, and it's really durable and really strong. But when it's heated up, you can form it into any shape you want, which is amazing. Um, and I buy these costumes basically as kits and a lot of people in the 501st do that so somebody sculpts um the costume they make a mold of it and they vacuum form it which creates all the pieces but when i get the pieces there's tons of them and then you have to glue them together and bondo them and paint them and i'm very petite i'm like five two, very thin and a lot of these costumes are made for average size men like five ten and up so whenever I get the costumes they're huge on me and I have to resize them to fit my proportions which is a lot of work um and not a lot of people have to do that because most people who are into costuming have a good average body size but I'm really short so I have to kind of work around that. So once it's all resized and put together, then I paint them. And that's my favorite part of the process is getting to paint them. And my newest costume that I'm working on right now is really colorful and really, really detailed. So I've been working pretty hard on that. But it sometimes these costumes can take months to put together. Sometimes they just take a few weeks. Um, but it's a really long process and very detailed process to get the final result. How many do you have complete? I have only two for myself because of my size, mm-hmm. but um, some of the ones that I listed in my tweet, the pictures were actually um, friends of mine that I helped make the costumes for or made them completely for them. So I've helped a lot of people in the organization um, put their costumes together if they don't really have the skill set to do the painting and the gluing and all that sort of work. So um, because of my size, I have limited options for costuming um, as far as Star Wars costumes, but I've helped a lot of people. So I've done like a dozen or more different armored costumes for other people. Now, is Star Wars just something that you focus on or do you focus on other costumes? Yeah, I typically only do Star Wars costumes. Those are the ones that I take like really seriously and try to do very well. But sometimes I'll go to like Comic-Con and I'll just wear something fun like a Robin costume from Batman. (laughs) Or one time I cosplayed as Peter Pan at Megacon in Orlando and that was really fun. Um, So sometimes I do things like that. But for the most part, it's usually Star Wars costumes. That's actually, I was going to ask you if you've ever been Peter Pan. You know, because you talk about being short and, you know, and Peter Pan was played by you know, by a female. So, mm-hmm. you know, is is I was that was my next question if you ever, you know, 
uh, played as Peter Pan. Now, I'm looking at your website, and I want you to talk to me about Dorky Diva of the Week. Yeah, so I started this over the summer, and I actually need to catch up with it because I got so busy, but this was something I started just to focus on different fangirls that love Star Wars because I have so many amazing female friends that are into Star Wars costuming or writing or fashion, and and I just love their talent and their passion for Star Wars, and I wanted to feature them on my website. So every week I've been picking a different fangirl and sort of interviewing her and spotlighting her, and I'll put some pictures in there of her or whatever she's into, um, just to kind of give them the spotlight and give them some time to shine, because there are so many amazing people that inspire me, and I want them to know, like, I think they're really awesome, and no matter how long you've been a Star Wars fan, just the fact that you love it and you want to celebrate it is amazing to me. So sometimes I have people that are like, oh, I, I just got into Star Wars when The Force Awakens came out, but I would love to be featured on your website. And I'm like, that's awesome. And then I have people who saw A New Hope back in 1977. So I've been just featuring all sorts of fangirls that love Star Wars. And it's it's been really rewarding for me, um, especially to meet new people, because sometimes people will email me to be featured and I don't know who they are, but it's an awesome um, opportunity to make new friends yeah totally because again like, i found you because one of my friends retweeted you with like wow that's fascinating and i was like wow that is more fascinating you know because uh i think it was a couple months ago i was interviewing one of the olympics uh participants and she was actually you know just like you that set up a goal and she met her goal uh, when she said it and she was participating at the Olympics, you know, so and here wow. you are, you know, you set up your goals of, you know, I'm going to build this, this costume. And this is one of the reasons, uh, Savannah, I want to bring you on is because when you set up goals and you set up, you know, like I'm going to challenge myself to do this, anything is possible. Mm -hmm. So I want you to kind of reach out to my audience and, you know, and those people that are trying to, you know, make a YouTube video or not even that. Go for a job. You know, they they, they feel discouraged because they don't have it had have it haven't had a job in a while. You know, what would you tell to those people and how to overcome that challenge? I would just say there's going to be a lot of people who will put you down and you'll even put yourself down. You'll tell yourself, oh, I can't do this. I'm not able to do this or whatever. But you just have to keep going for what you want. If you want it bad enough, you can make it happen. And you have to work really hard for it. I mean, I didn't just magically snap my fingers and these costumes appeared. I, I worked super hard. Um, but there are people out there who will encourage you. And it's amazing because, you know, in this tweet, I talked about this one person who put me down. But in return, I've had so many people reply to me and say, wow, that's amazing oh, look at these awesome costumes. You have great skills or whatever. So the good will always outweigh the bad and you can achieve anything you want. You just have to work hard for it. Guys, that's all it takes. It's hard work, planning, and just believing in yourself. Savannah, how can people get in contact with you and find more information about you? So you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash the dorky diva. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Savannah underscore Kiefer. And then my website is just the dorky diva.com. I'm telling you guys, I was looking through as she was talking, I was looking to her website. She has some fascinating work coming out. She has a, a podcast coming out. 
Yeah. Uh, so that's fascinating. Maybe I can help you produce some of those podcasts. That would uh, be awesome. So, guys, go check her out, thedorkydiva.com. And if you like this podcast, make sure you're sharing with friends and family. Go find me on Twitter and tell me what you think about her or tell me what you want me to talk about. Visit me at RC underscore K-R-I-S or visit my blog, chriscruzblog.com. That is chriscruzblog.com.